This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. From Flint to Philadelphia, from Hollywell to Hollywood. Rob Ryan Red is a brand new Wrexham AFC fans podcast by Nathan Salt and Richard Fay. Now, maybe you're well-versed in Wrexham history, or maybe you're new here, so here's a few things to jog your memory. Here is Vose. Great dribbling by Don Vose. And still, Vose, he gets past another. Oh, what a goal! Don Vose! One of the goals of the season. He has toyed with the defence there. And that is remarkable. The ball boys getting involved. Connor Jennings, the captain, Wrexham's top goal scorer. 13 for the season. 14! Wrexham lead! It's Wrexham 1! Chester now! It's McDonough for Wrexham! Still Jerry McDonough! It's Matt Carroll McDonough around the keeper! Wrexham! Wrexham! to the lead leaders! If yesterday was a Black Friday, but today is a Red Saturday! Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Rob Ryan Red, the Wrexham AFC podcast. I'm Rich Fame, joined once again by Nathan Salt this week. And on today's podcast, we'll be looking back at Wrexham's triumphant win at Aldershot. It wasn't raining from the skies, but it was raining goals this time. We'll look ahead to the match against Kings Lynn this weekend as well. And we'll also cover the Junior Dragons, what the future holds for them. But first of all, I want to start off this podcast by sending our well wishes and all our best to Mickey Thomas and, you know, Football, like we say, is the most important of things that don't matter in life, isn't it? But Mickey tweeted today, he took to social media and confirmed that he had great news. He, uh, he spoke of the Wrexham result yesterday, but he's had an even better result himself. After a CT scan, he can confirm that he's now cancer-free. So, yeah, we just want to say a big you know, congratulations to Mickey. He's been so strong, so such a role model throughout all of that. And, yeah, great. I saw him the other week at United Liverpool at Old Trafford. We had a good catch-up then. He was speaking how he wants to get to more Wrexham games if he can, but he's got his work schedule. He's also got his own sort of personal life and all that to, to balance as well. But, yeah, he's really excited by the the, the direction that, of the club at the moment. And, yeah, he's, he's just like one of us, isn't he? He's excited like a child on Christmas morning, really, just what the future holds. So, yeah, all the best to, to Mickey Thomas. Great to see him you know back to, to as full fitness as he can be great to hear that he's cancer free as well and hopefully we'll see him at the race course sometime very very soon that'll be you know we've seen the picture of Robin Ryan with Joey Jones we want the one with him with Mickey Thomas in the middle next now don't we but Nath 
The other result this week, the other big result, Wrexham 5, Aldershot 0, the rearranged match on Tuesday night. We were dreading it on our WhatsApp group, weren't we? Because it looked, to me anyway, being a pessimist, that I just felt, because we were 2-0 up when the game was abandoned last time, of course, because of the pitch and that absolute fiasco. I was worried that surely we could only lose that game. Surely anything other... I mean, it was one of the games where anything other than a win is a disaster for Wrexham, but the players, to a man, such a professional, thorough job, 5-0, we seldom score that many. How was it for you? What was the away day like? Rich, good to be back on. Uh, I was also dreading it, and I actually uploaded a video slightly ticked off at the formation and the lineup, and I was in the pub before, and there was a lot of pessimism in the pub that you know this would be typical we, we were 2-0 up cruising in that first game and also the fact that I wasn't really I waited waited and waited to go I only bought my ticket the night before because I really didn't want to pay again and I know that you know Wrexham fans paid £35 plus the travel there's 247 of us there second time round I know there was about say six seven hundred the first time round so massive effort and I'm, I'm really glad that the players in Parkinson came over and gave sort of big applause at the end because they understood the support they got and really loud, I thought, at the EVB. Yeah, a really professional performance. I actually wouldn't say Wrexham needed to get out of second gear. I really don't think they needed to play particularly dazzling football. Aldershot are a terrible team and there are many terrible teams at this level, Rich. Uh, and, and I think we've seen, haven't we, with going to Maidenhead and we tripped ourselves up there and the owner's first visit and... Torquay, we sort of froze second half, didn't we? Dropped deeper and deeper and they score with that header. Defensively, we, we were really unhappy with that. But all the shot, we, we never gave them a chance. We sort of got a grip of them and, and, and squeezed tighter and tighter by the end to sort of squeeze the life out of them. We were so clinical with, with the finishes. And yeah, I sort of couldn't believe my eyes. I actually put on the, on, on the podcast account that I was flabbergasted. You know, what was it, since 2012? I think someone said, Hyde United away the last time we went away in the league. And and scored five. So, yeah, uh, you can't really pick much fault in a 5-0 win. Clean sheet, two goalkeepers both fighting over a clean sheet bonus and, uh, and five different scorers. So, happy days. Yeah, it doesn't often happen, does it? Maybe if you are new around here and aren't as vested in the history of Wrexham, this isn't normal, OK? Don't get used to it. But who knows, we have got quite a favourable run coming up. Let's, let's hope it does become a bit more of a regularity. But what I'd like to say as well on this is, when we win 5-0, like I said, it was a game in which if we win, we don't really get much credit. If we draw or lose, we get a lot of abuse and a lot of criticism, mm. which is understandable. And the temptation when you win 5-0 against a team as bad as Aldershot is to say, well, it's only Aldershot. It didn't matter for much. But it was only Torquay at home. It was only Maidenhead away. You know, we have slipped up in these games in, in previous weeks and in, in very recent memory. So, And it was only Marine in the FA Cup. In, in that first in the first game anyway, so I think you've got to give them credit when they do yeah. win a game in this sort of yeah. circumstance, even though it is to be expected to to do but to actually perform and to to do that is is phenomenal. And Parkinson came out after the game and said he was keen for the players to do their talking on the pitch. Mm. I think they thoroughly did that. I mean, you to it, didn't you? The revenge is a dish best served cold, and yeah, I think yeah. it's probably best served mild on a Tuesday night because thankfully the rain wasn't coming down but like we said the goals were five different scorers again another rarity maybe talk us through the goals Nave, because most fans weren't there and most fans maybe didn't get too much of a description because when they were flying in on twitter 
I was having to ask you, wasn't I? Well, what was the goal like? Yeah, I was just saying I, names pop up. I, I was, yeah, I was just tweeting all in capital letters, what a goal. Uh, this is a riot. I wasn't making any descriptions. I was just so excited that we were so dominant, you know. I, and before I sort of go into the goals, what I would say is, to, to, to paraphrase someone you follow very closely, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, what did he say recently? One swallow doesn't make a summer. What I would say is that the key for this Wrexham side is use this as your springboard. Now, forget what's gone before. It's been a slow start to the season, sure. But it's November. It's still November and a lot of points to play for. And so this terrible run that's coming up of, was it Kings Lynn, Wilston, Dover, Weymouth, all games that Wrexham should be winning. And if in a month's time we're talking about four out of five wins or five out of five wins, then it's tr- the, the picture is drastically different. But let's let's look at older shot then. You want a description of the goals, the the Bentoza long throw. The rain's not coming down. He's got a firm grip on the ball, down the right side or so down our left side. We're attacking the away end at this point. Long throw comes in. Big Aaron Hayden, one of the only targets really in these set pieces. Lennon and Hayden look like our only sort of targets. Hayden rises at the near post, flicks it on. Keeper doesn't move in at the back stick. Big celebration in front of the away end. That that was that was big because we were feeling our way into the game. Even sort of, I mean, when was that? Forty minutes in, we had a fairly quiet half, bar the the Rob Layton injury, which had taken about nine minutes. So to get that breakthrough goal felt massive, and it almost felt like Goldershot had no chance after that. Their belief had completely gone. If they'd have got the first goal, perhaps very different. And then to get another before the, the second goal, Rich. I, you know, it sort of needed Benny Hill music behind it. There's a long shot. Was it like as a Harrogate sort of defending, or no? It's almost more slapstick than that. The the one against Harrogate, you'd say it's a heavy pitch, a really poor back pass. You'd have to say, and even the the free kick goal. I mean, you know, just nobody blocking that. But but this was even worse for the older shot. We've got a long shot comes in, sort of on the half volley outside the area. It deflects into the path of Hayden, who just seems to find himself unmarked around the six yard box i don't know how he somehow stayed on side he heads it and it hits the bar and then it i think did he head it or he he, he gets it hits the bar and it comes back out to lennon harry lennon who's not two center backs like jake hyde and paul mullen up top lennon reacts fastest puts it in two nil and again another brilliant celebration we're going into half time and and like i say wrexham haven't really got out of first gear but we're two nil up we're cruising and the most pleasing aspect of the whole night, I think, was just to see us put our foot on the accelerator and really go for it. You know, second half comes out, Bryce Hosanna, confident. He knows he's got the beating of his man. He was playing down the left uh, for Aldersh- against Aldershot even uh, with Riesel Johnson back in. And it's full back, wing back to wing back, bombs on, crosses it across, and there's Riesel Johnson to tap in. That's 3-0. And probably the goal of the night is is the fourth, Rich. The fourth goal comes in. Brilliant bit of skill. Almost looked like a rainbow flick from where we were. I'd love to see the, the highlights to see it again. But brilliant bit of skill by James Jones down the right. Ball gets whipped in to an unmarked Jordan Ponticelli who picks out top corner from what looked like just inside the area. But again, a really brilliant team goal, that one. Just to go from back to front and also a brilliant finish. Really pleased for Ponticelli. Now two goals in two games. He looked like he deserved it, as we said, didn't he, in, in that Torquay game. So to get two and two, do him the world world are good and, and also proved to to others in the squad that it, it's not Paul Mullen or Bust, which was starting to become the fear, wasn't it, a little bit, that Mullen had dug us out of a hole quite a few times. And, you know, every time we put up a team graphic on Twitter or Facebook, 
it was always, oh, there's no goals in that team. You know, can't score with Ponticelli in there. Or, well, now we've proved we can very much score goals without without Mullen and Hyde. Um, and the fifth, as he was crowned today on uh, Twitter, uh, the Angel of the North Wales, the Angel of North Wales, Jordan Davis with a header, which is a bit of a collector's item. As I say, if you are new, that is... Not that common for the Coidy. What did he call himself? The Coidy Salmon, he called himself. I think the Coidy Cod's better, isn't it? The, the Coidy Cod was the obvious one. I don't know how he missed that. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a header Coidy... against Halifax when he got his hat trick, didn't he? He's got a header from the de... corner yeah, and then two ones Co- left. But the Cod's rise, you know. The, I don't the, the, know. The salmon, obviously, they, they rise. They do like when they're being salmon. battered, don't they? I don't know. I didn't I don't work know. in all, chip shop. All the all the shot looked like a cod because they were battered. They yeah. they really they poor. were fried, um, weren't they? By Rexham's fried, battered, attack. whatever you want to yeah. say it. They were. So there you go, uh, Rich. Five goals, uh, three of which came from defenders, which I'm sure delighted Parkinson. You know, he's got this reputation as defensive manager, and to see his defense chipping in, it total football, Rich. Maybe this is the Parkinson's five star Reds. Yeah, and another thing is that depending on the result or depending on the mood at the club, if you're getting goals from defence, you can either say, well, a title-winning side needs goals from every area of the pitch. They need this, they need that. Or you can say, when results aren't going away, well, the strikers aren't scoring goals. So it's a very fine balance. And it's one of those sort of, I mean, I know most fans don't care, but reporting on United this week and stuff like... You can stats can be twisted either way, can't they? And I feel always, that yeah, particularly after this win, it is a lot of positivity because I was really fearing for for Parkinson. Really, I really like, I really want to like Phil Parkinson, but mm. I've just not been convinced so far. But these sort of wins, we were there at Barnet, older shot away. If you can turn these potentially tricky away days into one one way affairs, then that is just. That's incredible. That is such a transformation. So he deserves a, a lot of credit for that. He deserves a lot of credit for, you know, this reminds me again, that Halifax game last season. The team dropped on social media. We all had to go at Dean Keats. It looked yeah, yeah. it looked bonkers. We go out, we thrash Halifax. Jordan Davis gets a hat trick. Again, the team dropped. Parkinson said, Parkinson said the other week that the system doesn't matter that much. It's how the players perform in it. I think Hall Johnson coming up, coming back is huge because he gives you so much attacking intent, which I don't think we quite had with the other full-backs or the wing-backs. So uh, uh, yeah, he's basically up, he's upgraded yeah. the system he was using before, because Hall Johnson's available. He's got a bit more balance now, I think, in the midfield. It's just they seem to know their roles a bit better. Like I said, I still don't think it's the finished article. I still think there's other players that you can buy. But there is almost this perception, isn't there, that when you see three or five you can have a call it three at the back or you can call it five at the back and again that's another perception if you're positive mm. you say it's three at the back with two wing backs two extra attackers if you're negative you say it's five defenders but you know I mean we saw Antonio Conte win the Premier League with Chelsea with wing backs and it was yeah. Victor Moses and Marcus Alonso with like both I think in the PFA team of the year they were exceptional you can still make it attacking you've just got to play to your strengths and you know we've had this formation change in recent weeks we've looked really good going forward but we've still conceded lots of sloppy goals. Yeah. I think, I'm interested I think when you to look see at it, yeah. what gives us the best balance. I still do like a 4 3 3. That's always my preferred method of play. But I yeah. do think that I can't really have a go at Parkinson. We've won 5 0. He's the manager. He knows best. He sees these players on a daily basis. I think when you when you looked at it last night before kickoff, it did seem like he was going with the. Because at Harrogate, it, it was a 5 4 1. No way around it, you know. 
But that's against that's a league team away from home. I understand home, so that. That's, that's understandable. Un- un- understand that, but it's it's incredibly defensive. Um, you know, and, and I think it looked like a very similar lineup last night. So you're thinking, older shot of what are they? Twenty second, twenty third, but five four one again. Are you kidding me? You know, people were tweeting me saying five four one, five four one, and I thought it was three five two, and it was a th- it was definitely more of a back three. You know, Hall Johnson and Hosanna were essentially wingers. They sure they did their defensive duty, but we were on the front foot so much that most of the time they were ahead. And older shot when they did break forward, were able to get in behind the wing back. So they were definitely much more attacking. Harry Lennon, as I said in recent weeks, I think has been brilliant. Behind Mullin, probably our sign of the summer. Um, Hayden looked assured last night. He had the odd moment where slightly loose with his touch, but you know scored a goal and and, and did his job and was a and presence. He, the thing on Hayden, Nate, is he's not been very good. I'd give him like a five out of ten maybe so far, six out of ten. Mm. I've just not been that wowed. He's had a couple no. of games where I think he's been okay, but he's trying, and it really meant a lot to him that goal last night. And there's that yeah, clip massively. that I think I'm guessing Ollie uploaded to the to the official Wrexham Twitter account and. This is one of the things the club have been doing great this year. It's those on-the-pitch videos. They did it last season as well. Because when you give those on-the-pitch reaction videos at full time, it really connects you to the squad. You see them as individuals. You see them as people. You don't see them as players. And there's that clip at the end, and someone shouts in the crowd, Aaron, Aaron. Hayden looks over, and the fan just says, we love you. And Hayden smiles back, and it just means so much to him because he's been trying. It's just not worked off. And hopefully a clean sheet and a goal that's got to do you the world of confidence and i'm more pleased that we kept a clean sheet last uh, on tuesday yeah. night rather than the goals yeah. because we've just looked like we concede sloppy goals all the time so to make it a non-event really was absolutely beautiful to see so so we obviously we had lennon back in there we had hayden I was really keen to see Brisley. I still am. I think Brisley's a really, really good player. What well, Technically, probably one of the better defenders we've got. It seemed like Toza slotted back in there, which is which is interesting. You know, I, I think that it, that might be the way to go. You know, if, if, we're, if we're going to really go with these two orthodox, almost wingers, let's go for three solid centre-halves, if that's the way we want to go. And, and James Jones, Luke Young looked a lot better last night. Jordan Davis in there. Dan Jarvis brought in to freshen things up. I think, you know, Jarvis would have said himself it was a fairly low-key night for him, but he didn't need to be, you know, playing Hollywood balls and just needed to freshen it up, and, and he caused a bit of havoc just getting among the older shot players and obviously Ponticelli. So, it yeah, it, it was an interesting one in terms of the, the balance of the midfield. You know, was Toza sort of between defence and midfield? It was, uh, it, it was an interesting one. But, yeah, Lennon was probably one of my players of the night, actually, overall. I, I think he... You know, he got his goal, which he took really well. He's just a massive presence as well, and he, he rarely seems to make mistakes. You can see now why those at the club and, and Les Reed and others like him so much. But what I was going to get you on, Rich, and I, I don't know if I put it in the WhatsApp group or not, but the full backs now, or the wing backs, let's say, if he's going to stick with his back three, which I think we're, we're back to a 3-5-2 now. We've not seen the last of it. We thought we had away at Grimsby, but no, we haven't. The full back debate now, we're we're stacked. We're piled high with with options at wing back now. You know Tyler French left out away at Aldershot. Jamie Record not involved for was it the second game in a row. Wasn't involved at Harrogate either. Cam Green back in the picture now. So we've been crying out for Hosanna's there. Can play on both sides. Resaw Johnson back fit. Bit, a lot. It's a lot of decisions, isn't there? Big big decisions there for, for Parkinson to make in the coming week. 
Yeah, and we I think when we did our season preview podcast back in the summer, which you can go back and listen to if you want, we said that you know the two fullback positions were the closest to call really because you had such like you know you had such close quality in, in both areas. You know, like Record and Green. To me, that's like a flip of a coin who plays really. I'd like to see Green given more of a chance. I think he's been overlooked quite a bit this season. I, I the the thing that's interesting as well is with three at the back. We've basically got a, fire, a a pool there of five players who can play on the on the flanks of defence. For me, record, maybe not in record, French is a fullback. The others are wing backs. They love to get forward and attack. I think that's part of the reason why Parkinson went back to the back three because, yes, he can play with a back four, but the, the fact of the matter is that our fullbacks aren't amazing defensively, but they're very no. good going forward. Mm. So I think part of the problem as well is that we don't have the fullbacks to play a back four all the time or maybe in certain matches. And that's partly, I think, why he's gone back to, like I say, the back three, the back five, whatever you want to call it, because the wing backs are, you know, they are very attack minded. Against teams, you know, like Aldershot, I think any team almost below is in the league, I would go for a combination of Hosanna, Hall, Johnson and Green. I think they're the three who need to be considered yeah. for the two roles in those sort of matches. And then when you're playing against a team who is going to give you more of a threat, you know, who are better going forward, then maybe that's when you put record in. Maybe that's when you put French in because I think they offer more stability going, you know, going, going backwards and towards our own goal and, you know, just getting the ball out. No nonsense, no frills, really. Sometimes you just need a traditional fullback. You know, I know everyone likes the modern approach and they like fast attacking football, but you very rarely see that in, in the non-league. But uh, uh, Reese Hall-Johnson spoke to, to the club media after the match at Aldershot and he said that, you know, he'd been speaking to Bryce before the match saying... I'm going to be attacking that back post. You keep doing what you're doing. You put balls there and I will be there to connect with them. And it's one of those partnerships that we, we've spoken about before. One that often gets overlooked, the sort of synergy between the two fullbacks, wingbacks. And I think that, you know, Hazana and Hall Johnson are so good going forward, but they are like extra attackers defensively, question mark, still over both of them. They, mm. they do cover a lot of ground. They've got the mobility, but... It's difficult. I think that you've just got to be wise to your opponents and and pick and choose depending on that. But yeah, we've got a plethora of options. Very exciting, and it's so good it to is. be talking positively it about is. Wrexham again because, it like is. we said, it so easily could have been doom and gloom. And I know it's only Aldershot. It is only Aldershot. It's only Kingsland at the weekend. But to actually go out there and do it is a lot harder than than it looks. For sure, and 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 on on the fullback debate, I I do think now fit Reese or Johnson is a shoe into that side. You know, you heard you heard Parkinson speak about his quality, and you know the quality he brings. What Bryce has in his locker is that he can play on both sides, so that makes him a lot more versatile. And almost you know any issue he can play, and he's equally comfortable on the left and the right, as we saw. You know, flashing across the ball, getting an assist to his name. But you also got to think, you know. Put down at South End when I went there, French getting two assists. Cam Green looked lively and and has got pace and is more comfortable as a natural naturally left footed wing back. I would say in comparison to Bryce. So yeah, I don't envy Parkinson on that one. I I do think Reese or Johnson looks a shoe in on that right side. It's then who who can battle out for for that left spot, which is a shame, you know, because I I think there's a lot of good players missing out. You know, even even further forward. Dior will be frustrated that he's maybe not getting more minutes. You've got Jake Hyde to come back in very soon. Mullins' ban is over. 
we've survived we've survived it we've we've gone out the FA Cup rich admittedly but we've we've got a 5-0 win and and, and mulling to walk back in against you know surely he goes straight back into the team for me and I'm for, sure for every Wrexham fan he goes straight back in and, and then Hyde's coming back you think what does that mean for Ponticelli I mean right now we've got real depth haven't we you think load those that don't even make the bench you know we've got yeah. five on the bench and, and and just to prove the depth you look at Christian Dimmel coming in last night he makes two really sharp saves in the second half gets another one that goes on to the bar I mean, he really held up his end of the bargain coming on. He, he he's done that more than more than one occasion this season, and really can find himself hard done by that. That he is finding himself second fiddle to Leighton. Yeah, and again, we'll reference that club source who told you, you know, earlier in the season that there's a fag packet between Leighton and Dibble from from their point of view in terms mm. of what they can offer. And Dibble's, you know, Dibble's a, a figure who is easy maybe to criticise. He's quite often made as a scapegoat, isn't he? And there's some things he does well and some things he doesn't do well. He he can yeah. often look erratic. He's got a few mistakes in him. He's maybe got a bit of this sort of maybe about him, hasn't he? You know, that sometimes he the simplest thing can look so bad and some of the shots that can go through you. I mean, the Maidenhead game, I think, of... Was yeah, Dibble and Gold? That was, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was, that was David Dibble, yeah. yeah that, that, was, was really, that was really, really bad, like inexcusably yeah, bad. For any keeper at any level, really. But then he does make good saves, he does make good reactionary saves. And I think Dibble works best when he comes on with a point to prove. I think when he starts games mm. because Leighton's out, whatever, that's often maybe when standards slip. But it's when he gets introduced to, or when he's got a penalty against him or whatever, that he often comes up trumps. And I'm not sure why that is, but, you know, I do think he's got a purpose. I did see some mm. sort of suggestion on social media that maybe in in January we should look to get a new goalkeeper. I don't know if it's that drastic at the moment, but Linton, you know, it it doesn't actually surprise you anymore when you see injury Linton down or whatever most of that's bad luck it's just the way that he plays he's you know he's, he's very brave isn't he a he's very so brave, brave. he puts so his he, body on the line yeah. you just get like he's he's class that's why fans love it it was a bad it was a bad challenge as well you know from there man really late again you think about the one you were at marine when he gets absolutely yeah, that was KO'd that there you know, offense, that, that was you know, atrocious there's, 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 but like then we think back to Bromley as well most keepers can go through an entire season without really coming into any major harm Lainton, it's like every three weeks he's getting absolutely clattered. I get we're at a non-league level where it's a lot rougher and tougher, but well, we said didn't we? Know, During the last season, yeah. if we did a podcast, and I think I suggested we should not put Dibble on the bench so we can have an extra player to influence the game. I think you did, yeah, you did. Yeah. If we had done that this season, we would be in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, like I don't know who I would who'd be on. Who would go in? Who would go yeah, in? Lewis Dunk the other day anymore. for Brighton. Well, Lewis Dunk didn't he for Brighton when any of the week when they had to keep a certain off so. I do wonder who we've. You'd want someone with a fairly big frame. I, I, you know what? I reckon like a Harry Lennon would go in. Yeah, I reckon, I I reckon, reckon Tozer would do it just because he's such a maybe. Maybe he'd have it in him. Yeah. Toza. But um, um, another player I've got to talk about, Nath, not in relation to being a goalkeeper, Kwame Thomas. He's going to be back <laughs> available soon. And to me, he looks like he's going to really have a lot of joy in this setup we've got. You know, we play lots of long balls. I'm thinking of the Tozer throws we've scored directly for four bentos along throws now this season. Kwame Thomas, sort of a forgotten man. We already talk about the, all those attacking options. But for me, Kwame comes in and he's challenging to maybe even start games because what he offers, I think particularly in those big games where you, you maybe need a target man or the ball's not sticking up front properly or you're playing on a bad pitch where you can't get it down to the feet of Mullen and Hyde properly. Mm. Kwame Thomas, I think, could be a season-changing you know, return for him. Massive. I think he's got yeah. a huge role to play. 
he could be massive. Like I mean, you know, I mean, he is massive, so he, he could be. But he could be, he could be massive for our season. Like you say, these long throws work if you have multiple targets. I know Hayden scores it last night, but you know, if you've got Hayden, Lennon, or, or Brisley, or you know, a midfield that is not exactly packing much height in there with James Jones, Davis, Young, Jarvis, those kind of tricky uh, luxury players in a way. So Kwame could come in, get on the end of it. But I, I, every time I think about the attackers, Rich, I just think whoever gets left out is being so hard done by pretty really. Like Mullin is a guaranteed starter if he's fit and available and he, and he isn't suspended. I hope that as well that, that his suspensions come as a, a lesson, you know, because yes, we've sort of come through it okay, but we can't be having Mullin, you know, picking up an, an another three-game suspension, you know, second half of the season. We just really need to do without that. But if he's fit, he plays and is available. You think Hyde, I think, is a really potent finisher, probably one of the best finishers we've got at the club. So he's in there. Ponticelli's really proven his worth now, and he was probably seen preseason by myself as, like, the fifth-choice striker, maybe? Fourth choice with Kwame behind that, given he was injured. So it's a it's a real option, especially when you only get five on the bench. You well, that's like another, po- another problem, isn't it, really? Someone's setting out, you know? It's so outdated, that. I mean, it's this summer that the Premier League upped their benches to nine players. You can still only bring yeah. on three and the concussion sub. But the rules in the non-league should be you get seven subs, but there's no punishment if you can't fulfil that. So if you have got a part-time team or you haven't got the squad, you can name five, but there should be an option to name seven players because it's it's so outdated. And if the National League wants to four. get better as a competition... Yeah. Like you said, yeah, because Dibble's there. It's basically so four. It's, it's a goalkeeper plus it's four. It's absolutely that, and, and... nuts that there's not the option to have more subs on the bench. I just don't get it. I, like you, you see all this crap, don't you, from FIFA and from the, the FAs. I know they don't care about the non-league in, 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 in Britain, but if a biannual World Cup is not going to improve football, if you want to improve football, just have these quality of life changes. Make it affordable for mm. fans. Make games you know easier to get to. Don't keep on moving kickoff times. And... In terms of a quality, if you want the quality of a league to improve, the demands, particularly when we get over to the Christmas period and you get to your bank holidays and they're playing twice in 48 hours almost, it's absolutely ludicrous. The I just think that the, the National League, I just don't get why a team wouldn't be in favour of upping the substitutions and having an extra two players on the bench to choose from. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an odd one, the substitution, but we could go back and forth all night on on the subs issue but it it, it it is a i think we didn't we say at the beginning of the season rich we've almost got two very very competent 11s now you know if you, if you just say you picked 352 both weeks and in one team you've got hosanna say and and uh and green say hosanna and green and then the another one you've got hall johnson and record You've got Brisley, Clareworth, kind of others in there. Toza, uh, Lennon, Hayden, two solid goalkeepers, midfielders. I know people have sort of given up now on Devonte Redmond, and and that decision by Les Reed to give him a new deal just looks more perplexing by the day. I know that was a big debate down at Aldershot last night. You know what what's the situation there? Um, yeah, Dan Jarvis back in the frame now, getting involved. As you say, we've got five attackers, we've got loads of options, and and you know the ability to probably play. 433 4231 like whatever you know we've got so many options and players that can play center forward or can play wingers or can play wing backs full backs it's uh it's it's very odd it's an odd feeling that we've got so many options rich usually we're um you know usually we're kind of scraping the barrel to, to get someone in on loan to drastically save us but 
no, things are looking good. Five stars against Aldershot. And, and that's the benchmark now. That's the benchmark. And you think with Mullen coming back in, he'd have had a field day against Aldershot. Dearie me. Aldershot can count themselves lucky that that he uh, that he wasn't involved because he would have absolutely shredded that, that back line more, more so than we already did, getting five. Um, it's, it's a big run now, Rich, between now and Christmas, I think. You know, off the top of my head, it's, like I say, um, Kings Lynn. Who else is in there? Kings in Wheelston. Uh, Dover's also in there coming up. Weymouth's in there. Weymouth, yeah. Um, Wheelston. Altrincham's in there. Solly Hall's in there. You know, we've got got good games. It's like a tour uh, of places you don't want to go to in Britain, isn't it, really? Yeah, but basically. Uh, but but unfortunately, we've been to most of those places. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I've been trips to many of them again. Yeah, Solly Hall I've been. Kings Lynn I've not been, actually. And I and so yeah, well, I've, I've got well, to... I've got I've got Saturday off work this weekend, but just out of Steve Cleave hate. Yeah, I'm not Steve going. Cleave I know hates. Halloween was a few weeks ago, but Noseful Ratu or whatever his name is, I don't really want a reunion. I'll but tell yeah, you what then. You... I'll, tell, I'll tell you what then. So Kingsland's coming up, and and you know occasionally we get people on from opposition teams, but nothing from Kingsland this week. That that should be a game that Wrexham should be winning. We should be swatting teams like Kings Lynn aside. I assume Gold Amate was still their striker, and if that's the case, then who you know, ironically good luck scored? Did he score twice against Kingsland last season? In that, what was in that, that game? like five three? Were you commentating on that? Yeah, I commented on that game. Sonny Carey played, and I remember that was he bizarre. was bizarre. He was they really, scored an really unbelievable impressive. free kick. They scored an unbelievable free kick that went like top bins. And, yeah, and uh, Jordan Davis, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't was that, that story yeah, as well? Wasn't that a story that Cleve had offered them like a bonus, which wasn't technically legal to do? I don't know. There was some kind of weird rumor. There was some that... sort of incentive, I think, that if they yeah, that was they it. Beat some Rex kind of weird. I mean, yeah, they that played. Was it. it was weird because because of the obscure nature of the league and there was no relegation. There was there was nothing for them to lose. So they came into the game and they could play expansive free flow free flowing football, which they wouldn't normally be able to do because there's a threat of relegation, threat of keeping their goal difference as low as possible. So they just came and. Yeah, they played really good football, actually, and Sonny Carey was really good. I remember Andy Morell, who was on co-coms with me, was really impressed by him, and he looked like a real good playmaker. So he's... I'm, I'm not sure where he is. If he's still there, he's the one to watch. If he's not, then he's probably gone on to bigger and better things, and that's probably not too hard to do. But, yeah, Kings Lynn, I just want us to make it a foregone conclusion again. Like so, Aldershot, it's one of those yeah. games where you're expected to win, but to Let's actually go done. there and do it is a completely different sort of job. And... To be honest, I think the perfect scoreline would almost be like a 2 0, where we keep a clean sheet again and we just do a professional job, you know, not even get flustered. Just get get in there, uh, get the points and get I, home. I'm saying, I'm saying Mullen back with a bang. I almost, this, you know, before we kind of will we'll put out later, uh, either when this comes out, the day it comes out, or, or the Friday, our predicted teams for for the game, I'd almost be tempted to say to, to someone like Jake Hyde, no rush, you know. If 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 you're fully fit and, and you you want to give it a go, great. But come back, come back at the race course. Come back against Wilston. Put Pons up there with with Mullin and return of the return of the Mull. So uh, get him in hat trick or something like that. I think honestly we can. And maybe I'm just on some kind of like drunk older shot high uh, after all the train beers. But no, uh, I think we I think we're going to really put them to the sword again, Rich. I just think confidence is coursing through that team now, and and Kings in it are not much of an upgrade on. On older shot, but there's you know matters off the pitch as well that I kind of wants to end with before we wrap up the pod, which you know is something that has been talked about a lot by a lot of supporters this week, and it's very important to a lot of supporters, and that's the Junior Dragons program. 
Now, pre-takeover onto the WST, there was 650 Junior Dragons. And at the minute, it, it seems to have seems to have vanished. You know, there was a meeting uh, with the club and, and, and some of the parents and the Junior Dragons. And, and that was it. And it, it seems like, you know, that, that money is the issue. I know that it was um, fairly affordable, wasn't it? it? People saying it was it was nothing too sort of expensive to be part of the Junior Dragons. Or was it a five pound a season or something like that? I could be wrong on that, but I think it was around five ten pound a season. Yeah, it's five pound a season. Junior Dragons yeah. membership. And, and I, I, the highlight of it was it. always this Christmas party as well. And yeah, and again, you can go more of this, Nate. But what I'm just gonna say and jump in on and say, we talk about how much we want there to be longevity. The project. Rob and Ryan came. They gave their press conference. They said that we want success, not just for now. But in the years when they've gone, no matter what happens, you know, and Ryan said, well, a meteor could come and yeah, IT, ITV News had to apologise for him swearing yeah. there. But if you want to have that longevity and you want to have those fans coming for years and years to come, decades to come, you want to pass on the, those traditions, of course, you're going to get more because you've got Rob and Ryan involved now and you, you've got that. But you need to get fans involved from the youngest age possible. You need to get people who are actively Wrexham supporters. You want kids to be walking around town with Wrexham tops on, not PSG tops, not Man United tops, not Liverpool tops. You want them to be wearing Wrexham shirts because that's their team. And if you can be a junior dragon and have that access and feel like you're mates with the players and feel like you're part of something, because we keep on hammering home these buzzwords, community, you're a part of the club, you know, you're part of the DNA, you get it, it's the Wrexham way. But then if you've not got the Junior Dragons and you're not making the club accessible, then that's a contradiction. And again, it's almost, it's not the same, but it kind of reminds me of the sense for the, that pass they were mm. trying to charge people to go in there. Yeah. That's not it. That's That might be how you run a ruthless business to try and extract all the money you can, but we're not a business. And okay, well, I know football yeah. clubs have turned to that, but we are a community asset. We are the pride of North Wales. You know, this is a, a community hub, the race course, the team are, they embody everything that the people stand for. And the Junior Dragons are a key part of that. And I hope to see a U-turn. I hope to see the Junior Dragons brought back because it's quite frankly a disgrace if that gets scrapped because it's such a key part in the community. It's such a key way for people to engage with the club, with people to feel part of it. And it's such an important foundation for the years to come. We're doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah, it's it's one of them where if you look at Burton, where Fleur was previously, and I, I know that this is the type of issue that lands at her door as the CEO. You know, Burton is something like twenty pound a child, which if you compare, okay, some people say, well, that's twenty pound, but if you compare it to Junior Dragons was five pound when the club was really in financial need under the trust. You know, every penny counted, and yet five pound for a child, you've got two or three children. You know, it, it's 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 quadruple that. For, for a child now and if you've got two or three kids for some people 60 pound on junior dragons is, isn't going to be feasible and and at the minute there doesn't even seem to be an offer available you know the, the fans i spoke to that there's no that there's been a, a meeting with fleur and i know fleur back dragon chat i want to i want to just give a, a word to dragon chat um you know without getting into it too much it's really important for a lot of people to to use that service and and reflect on their mental health and you know, that's something really close to my heart that, that people can can do that. And so just a moment to, to say that. And I know that the club are committed to supporting that Dragon Chat, which is great. You mentioned the scent, which was interesting. I also want to mention the Wrexham player, Wrexham TV, whatever it was originally called. And, you know, when I put out 
Rich, wasn't it? I, I put out that, that the club were going to start charging for commentary. That eventually got scrapped. You know, there was a U-turn. I'm, it, whether the two connected or it was always a long-term plan, I think they saw the backlash to that and decided it wasn't worth it. And I know the well, sense even that changed. Take up as well. Yeah, because... but but there's but there's also that but there's, that's two things. There's, there's no there's not much take up, but there's also that that public backlash. Same for the scent. The scent kind of they sort of changed that. You can do it on a on a you know kind of match by match basis, but there's still a, an element of paying for that, which I think come next season, if 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 for whatever reason we haven't gone up, I think that will probably get scrapped. But the Junior Dragons is is a complete, as most people have said, a, a no brainer. You know what it does for the fans. I was I was out at the outside the ground for the. Was it the Torquay game? And Super Paul Moen signing autographs with kids. And one of the mothers um, had, had retweeted the photo or quote tweeted it on Twitter. If you want to follow our Twitter at Rob Ryan Red. Um, and she quoted it and she just put, Look at his face. And I went back and looked at it. I hadn't really given much attention to it. And honestly, just the, the kid with the lad was made up to, to get an autograph off Paul Moen. Now, you know, the Junior Dragons is what? A Christmas card. And also a word on that, that same day, Rich, about Tyler French. Did you see that? Tyler French organised a, a card and a signed shirt for a, a young girl. It was her birthday. And uh, if you haven't already, do go back on Twitter and find that card because the handwriting of some of the players is sensational and some <laughs> of the different signatures. Do look. It is brilliant. I mean, I was trying to decipher some of the signatures for when I was When I was growing up, I used to think that the two... That, like, this is how naive I was. I mean, was I a toddler? Was I? I don't know how old I was. But I thought the two things holding me back from being a professional footballer were that I couldn't tie my laces and I didn't have a signature. Really? Have you not got a good one? You've not got like an I've RF got a great or... one now. Yeah, it's been really, yeah, really perfected. Yeah. Ask the good yeah. people at my bank. They will, they will yeah. confirm that I'm, <laughs> I'm signing off documents left, right and centre. I've really got it down to a T. But yeah, I used to think that because I was using Velcro shoes, probably past the age where Nightmare. it's cool to do so, if it ever really? is cool. And uh, yeah, I used to have those shoes as well. that had those flashing lights in the bottom of them, and I once wore them to the cinema. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Yeah, I, I well, didn't realize I was bashing you know, my wheels. feet on the floor and like causing light to shine. It was distracting the really? people next to us, but they were too kind to turn me off. Because well, I, like, if someone I, I, did that now, I'd be so annoyed. I can imagine you, you sort of being like a, a get off my lawn type. Uh, if someone sort of, I can imagine it. And I, I was the type that would wheel around shopping centres in, in the Heelys. But on a serious point about the Junior Dragons, there is no drawback to that. And and, and if, if the club want to charge more, it needs to come with more. I think right now, what is it, it's £5 for, I think it was a Christmas card. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of, it, it wasn't, it, it was, was just was it a Christmas card, a discount off the football camps and, and a, a Christmas party. You know, Burton was but talking about thing access all there is. Yeah. You, you don't... Sorry. You can keep... There's two things. There's two things here. One, you can either say, okay, the Junior Dragons are coming back. The club's changed a bit now. You can't quite have as much access. That's annoying. Sure. But maybe sure. it's a tiny bit understandable. But the other thing is, not every decision a club makes needs to be driven by money or cash. No. And sometimes not. you maybe take a little loss. And the thing is that, okay, every department will have different budgets to work towards, etc. And maybe from a financial point of view, their department, etc., has to charge money or has to charge a set fee for it to be financially viable. But when you've got Hollywood backing and you've got these mo- sort of movements and these things that just matter to the community, the price you, you pay is just... You, you, it's such a small financial outlay to the club for such That's a huge com- sort of community gain. You know, look at look at how big the... How, how many more season tickets we've sold this season. It should be those increased costs 
the offset and i get you know there's been extra money pumped into getting a manager probably the highest paid manager in the league almost certainly a highest paid manager in the league but then you also get you know these the uh, last players, few you know home I mean? games have been near sellouts so your yeah. match day revenues yeah. you're getting that's a huge. huge amount and of money the, the, the sponsorship is no doubt all of those deals i would say have been renegotiated and are huge you've got to have certain things where you just swallow the cost of it and and it and if it was even if it was on the same terms rich a christmas party at the end of the year kind of um discount discount not even free discount off football camps and a christmas card for 600 people that is you know if that's the same level of access we're not we're not saying that the, these these kids were getting access all areas with the players I, you know i understand that there's certain things they can't get but we're not asking for much here we're asking for the club to make a very sensible decision that can have a long-term impact on the fan base you know there's more and more kids that we want to keep coming to the games show them the Wrexham way and there's been a number of off-field decisions which I think aren't in the spirit of you know what 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 the club is and what the club I what I want the club to be and I know it's not just about me but I know that those sentiments are shared probably by yourself and a lot of other people that things like the things like Dragon Chap things like um you know uh slip my mind Junior Dragons Things like free commentary when you're in the fifth division. You know, a lot of people exactly. follow and Matt Mark and Co on, on Mixler. Give you know, a lot of people can't get to the games. For example, take last night. I'm sure you listened to to the commentary and many others did. You know, 247 down at down at Aldershot. If what if people can't afford to pay for commentary? There aren't live updates on social media. These things are important, Rich, because you you should be opening up to as many fans, especially in this moment where we've never been more on the global stage. Now exactly. is the time to capitalise on your fan base. Exactly. You should be opening the doors, not closing them. And that's just the way it seems. And it just feels like for all the good we're doing and all the positivity, there do just seem to be a few silly decisions behind the scenes, which you know we hope can be rectified. But all in all, on the pitch, I'm very a happy good week. off it. Yeah, good I've week. got a few gripes. But like you said, a big schedule coming up. Kingsland away on Saturday. Let's hope that we can make it another non-event, really. A simple Rex and win, that's all we ask for yeah. this Christmas. And maybe the Junior Dragons back as well, please. It's not too much to ask. Naif, do get in touch. I was going yeah. to say, do get in touch now. If you, I, I enjoy, I seem to enjoy cutting you off at the end here, Richard, so my apologies. Um, do get in touch with us if, if you want to talk about the Junior Dragons, the, the fullback dilemma. Um, love to hear all your thoughts on these things. Uh, and also, yeah, critique uh, mine and Rich's analysis if we're the the Gene Evan the Cara of the Wrexham world. Um you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Rob Ryan Red. Reckon we can get maybe two and a half thousand followers by the end of the year, Rich. That'd be a nice target, wouldn't it? To sell That'd be lovely. The twenty two hundred away. Well like two thousand five hundred is basically That'd be nice. tw- like twenty five, isn't it? And it's twenty fifth yeah. December. Get That'd that be nice. Sorted. So if we can no, if we can get that so present. yeah, keep sharing our stuff, really appreciate it. The the videos have been going ridiculously insane. What have fifty thousand on one and, and 40,000 on others so thanks so much for the support really does mean a lot and you can also get in touch with us on email robryanred at gmail.com we will read all of them so do get in touch with us and let us know your thoughts it's it's a big week yeah time to build some momentum rich it's the 90th minute all your mates are around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.